The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another program, Afternoons with Mike, heard daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. With me today, a couple of first-time guests in our studios. It's nice to have Amanda Livermore and Joe Morris, they are both here to discuss a, a new high school that is coming to the Orlando area, it's something that's already being done elsewhere, uh, and a concept I think you're going to find refreshingly different for high school students. So let me just say to Amanda and to Joe, welcome to my program. Amanda, nice to have you here. Thank you, Mike. So glad to be here. Yeah. And Joe, we've talked a number of times on the phone and this is really great. I don't know exactly how uh, our, your paths crossed with uh, our paths, but we're so glad that we got the contact. And so all this began with our conversation. Uh, and th this is really great to have you here, Joe. Well, thank you, Mike, for having us, and uh, we're excited to be here and share the mission and the uh, why behind Cristo Rey. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves, first of all. Amanda, are you from Florida, or where did you grow up? I am, born and raised in Lakeland. I moved to the Orlando area about eight years ago when I accepted a job at Bishop Moore Catholic High School and worked there for the last eight years. On Edgewater Drive? On Edgewater Drive. Yeah, that's, that's a right. great place, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, were your, what was your role there? Uh, I ended my time there as vice president. Prior to that, I was director of mission effectiveness, basically making sure we were who we said we were and that that mission really permeated everything we did on the campus and with our community. Mm -hmm. Did you always have a heart for being involved in education like this? I did. As a matter of fact, my entire career has been spent working in Catholic schools in one way or another. Uh, and some time working at the diocese in the mission work that we did in the Dominican Republic, building schools there mm -hmm. as well. So it's it's wonderful to now be a part of bringing a new opportunity for education to Orlando. Now, I know that growing up in Indiana, there were three Catholic schools in my hometown and five uh, public schools. And those three, those three Catholic schools competed in every way with all the other public schools, athletically often dominating. And I know that that's also true. And up in Gainesville, there are some great schools up there that are, are run through the Catholic Church. From your standpoint, what, what do you see as been one of the distinctives, let's say, in, in public schools and your work with Catholic schools? I think it's amazing to have an opportunity to provide a school that not only helps students to grow in knowledge of facts, but also in knowledge of he who from all knowledge flows, right? So to learn about the Lord, to learn about how uh, their place in the world, their place as a child of God, um, and how they're called to live that identity in the world, and to be able to wrap all of the things that we learn in math and English and science and, and in athletics, um, but then to say, how is God present here? How is he reflective on the field, in the classroom? Mm -hmm. And and how is um, is that opportunity of learning all kind of combined together with our faith to be able to live that in the world in a positive way. Now, you've seen a lot of changes in schools. <laughs> and I think anybody that's been in education more than 10 years would say yeah to that. But you've seen a lot, right? Absolutely. Uh, and it's, you know, especially over the last several years when we were all kind of pivoting to be able to respond in the pandemic to be able to say, okay, well, what does yeah, education look right. like now? And then as we're flowing back out of that, I think really recognizing the, the need for community, the need to be face to face with one another, the things that we lost when we, when we didn't have that time together. And so now those communities coming back together and saying, okay, how can we do this? How can we do it better now that we've realized we don't have to always do everything the way we've always done it. But also there are some really good things about the way that we have, have done things. So. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about those differences in this new school that's coming. It's called Cristo Rey, and it's going to be the Cristo Rey Orlando High School. So tell us, if you will, a little bit about the name and the background of this school. Cristo Rey translates to Christ the King, 
And uh, it was started in the late 90s by Father John Foley. And he really recognized the disparity of education in different parts of Chicago. And students who were um, in lower income neighborhoods were not receiving the kind of educational opportunities that would really help them to break out of that cycle of poverty and um, get a college preparatory education, a faith-based education, because a lot of those opportunities were tuition-based. And so if you aren't able to pay tuition, certain schools were no longer available to you. And the public school options in those neighborhoods were not offering the opportunities these students needed to really break out of that, mm -hmm. that cycle. So he started this school in the in the late 90s, and it's been so successful. Uh, it has grown to 38 schools all around the country, and that includes 25,000 alumni uh, who have now found success based on their Cristo Rey experiences that we're able to look to and say, wow, this, this unique model, it works. Um, and Orlando, you know, is prime for bringing this opportunity here. Yeah. When, when you think about all the things that are going on in the world today that students are having to face, uh, a lot of parents who are, let's say, have been invested in public school with their kids are thinking twice right now about uh, the what's being taught to their kids. There's a, a lot of uh, loss of control of uh, curriculum, a, a lot of introduction of things that are going on right now that are just mind boggling for parents to have to deal through. So you're going to be providing them obviously another opportunity to have a choice an option for their kids' education. And I might add that from what I've read about this, it's not just for those part of the Catholic church, right? That's right. So it's based on our Catholic tradition, but it's a school open to students of all faiths. Would a student from an evangelical background feel comfortable there? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I got to visit Cristo Rey Research Triangle in Durham and met several students there who were not Catholic. And I asked them that same question and said, how do you feel here? And one of the girls said, you know, I, I feel safe and I feel like because Cristo Rey is the kind of place it is, I'm able to be the person that I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And obviously their faith is not going to be prohibited. Their own individual viewpoints about the Bible or whatever are not going to be stamped down just because they're not part of the Catholic Church then. Absolutely. Uh, we will be exposing the students to a, you know, a curriculum that is faith-based, but also with the acknowledgement that there will be many students in our classrooms mm -hmm. who are not Catholic. Uh, and so we'll be spending a lot of time on, on scripture and a lot of time on virtues and values and the encounter with Christ. And uh, in addition to the college preparatory academics and also their experience in the workplace that we'll talk about. That's oh yeah, particularly that, that's a part unique. of it I can't wait to talk about. <laughs> One of the distinctives that I think is actually unique with this particular model that you're bringing to Orlando. Let's uh, shift over to you, Joe, for a moment. Now you're not an educator, right? Or, or are you? I'm not, I, I don't even, I realize as I'm sitting here, you're on the committee with Crystal Ray. I'm not sure what you do with your uh, your life, though. Well, I was uh, born in Winter Park and raised here in Orlando. Um, I have spent my entire career in healthcare, in the business and technology field. Um, it was probably about six years ago that um, through our church, um, I got connected to student ministry. And um, it really started during weekend retreat where I signed my uh, son, or actually my wife, signed our son up for a uh, student retreat. And I was um, there for the first time among a lot of students, I would call a lot of chaos and uh, activities. And I spotted a young man in his 20s uh, standing in that hallway of a very busy uh, auditorium, laser tag on one side and, and kids playing games on another. And um, he seemed, um, he was reading a book. And I thought to myself, um, kind of peculiar how someone could even concentrate in this mayhem to read a book. So I walked up to him. I said, uh, what book are you reading? And it was a philosophy book. I said, all right, I'm on to something here. Why? And he was in seminary. And um, he was, I said, why are you here? And he said, well, I'm here. And you see this young man over there with the tattoos? I said, yeah. He goes, he goes out to the ballparks and he connects with these students. And he brings them to me and I teach him about a relationship with Christ. And I just said, that's absolutely incredible. He goes, 80% of the problems in this world wouldn't 
exist if there's one male caring adult in these students' lives. Wow. And it pierced my mind, it pierced my heart. And really that was for me the start of um, my calling to be able to get involved with student ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thinking I'm a male, I'm caring, I'm yeah. an adult. And um, when I got plugged into the student ministry and kind of uh, got a table of 10 kids, um, and I was a novice, I didn't have an education background or any ministry or pastoral background, um, but God was using me in a way that I did not even uh, look for, seek, or imagine I was equipped to actually serve in this way. Uh, but what I noticed, and I was receptive to needs among these students, so when I really started talking and asking about what's going on in their lives, I realized that half the students um, were fatherless. Um, amazing women, mothers, um, working two jobs, instilling great values in these kids, but they're spending half their day at school mm-hmm. and their schools were a war zone, frankly. Um, once I develop relationships with these students and I'm showing them that I care and I want to be able to be there for them in whatever way, words of encouragement, um, just seeing how they're doing in their schools or in their other activities. Um, I would have students call me during the middle of the day saying, I'm actually outside and there's a gun um, shooting event here at the school. Can you come pick us up? Oh, my goodness. And that's very poignant right now this week. Yes. And um, it's it's I grew up in Orlando. Um, the whole world, right, isn't the world when we grew up, right. I would say. That's right. And uh, for me, it was sort of my personal experience realizing that you have amazing students. Um, these kids have so much potential, and I see it in them, but they're, it's their environment that's toxic. And it's, it's a world of despair that they're perceiving that's not the, the reality. It's not what God has in store for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, for me, an opportunity to realize I need to share with them the word of God and share with them that there's a wonderful future right. for these students. And yeah. um, that's great. What we can all do with these students through mentoring and relationships is sort of where I started and where I would be able to get in their lives and help in any way um, that you would do for your own son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized is that the schools are um, where there's a lack of that encouragement, the values in the, in the faith and the presence of Jesus and having a relationship in their lives. So um, I thought I could be able to help a handful of these students. And we actually, me and some friends got together and said, hey, let's sponsor students to get them to a, a Christian school, which we did. And I saw the transformation that happened in these students' lives. It was, it was a miracle. It was, for me, um, the most rewarding experience I've had um, and I think then, uh, through a business partner of mine who, um, called into Chicago and learning about Cristo Ray, uh, felt compelled to say Orlando needs a Cristo Ray. And, um, so there was the, a, a committee, uh, formed to be able to do a feasibility study and quickly, uh, people responded to God's calling hmm. and, and recognized the need and the mission here. And so... I'm very humble to be able to be a part of this. Um, there are amazing people throughout Orlando in many le- uh, roles of leadership in the businesses and the communities um, rallying to establish Cristo Ray here. Um, and it's going to provide um, what is a unique formula, almost like a franchise model can bring that structure and that proven success um, to establishing a school and really bring these students in relationship with God all day, both in their studies, in their experiences of being exposed to work and what it means to have a profession, uh, which we'll talk about here. And Amanda can describe what makes Christo Ray very unique to have a work. Um, a work role, aspect, yeah. Which is very unique. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's be part of what's really going to help transform these lives is the education, the relationship they'll have um, with other students, uh, with their teachers, uh, that's all rooted in... God's calling for them and to be able to start to connect with others in the community, to be able to get work experiences. And so it offers a scale uh, that, that I think is um, I've scratched the surface, if you will, trying to be helpful with students and through other schools, we've been able to get students into a great Christian school. Uh, But I think for the um, 
a certain student who has that high potential and, and who really is, desires to have the relationship with God and make it fully a part of their future life, um, I think it's the best uh, formula that, that exists. Mm. Well, I, it's certainly unique. And the, the stuff that we'll be talking about uh, in our second segment, the really nuts and bolts of, of the school as it's going to be coming in, would be, I think, uh, refreshingly different for anybody to look at and say, now there's a concept that needs to be <laughs> developed and thought of. One of the things, Joe, you said, and I'd love, Amanda, for you to weigh in on this too, with your experience in teaching, you talked about the lack of parents, uh, kind of like a home where a lot of kids are growing up today. By the time they get to high school, uh, they they don't have a nuclear family that they're part of anymore. Uh, one or both of their parents left and sometimes they're they're really what would have been called when I was a kid. They were just rather orphaned, you know. They're kind of on their own, and it's it's really sad to look at the dissolution of many families in our our country today. Uh, that would be one of the strong things about a church, uh, a, a rather a school that is not disassociated with the church. That uh, like what you're talking about here, because there there is a sense of protection for these students. Uh, in a way that uh, they would have mentors, they would have teachers that are, the, uh, the word I heard you all say, safe, that would be safe for them. And we're living in a day and age where that is needing to be defined again. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, at, at the very earliest words in scripture, we, we see that we're created in the image and likeness of God, every single person. And yet the world lies to these kids over and over and over again about who right. they are, yeah. uh, their identity, and then also their place in this world and what the world thinks of them, what they're capable of. And so to be in a place where they are celebrated as a chosen, unique, called individual who is created in the image of God to say, you were, were created at this time and this place to bring something to this world that no one else at any point in history will ever be able to do that you show me who God is in a way that nobody else can show me. There's a dignity in that and a dignity in, in creating opportunities for them to, to live that. And they get to live that. It's not us, you know, just giving them something. It's them picking that up and saying, what can I do with this, with this, this truth about myself and this truth about the world that God has created for me to bring goodness into. You know, I think about the lack of hope that, and I, and I think what you saw in that young man, Joe, that was reading that book, and he's actually not only thinking of his own life, but he's thinking about helping other people too. I mean, how cool is that? That he's got a he's got a plan, and what you're talking about, Amanda, is a sense of destiny that someone can have in their life. Like, there's a purpose for why I'm here, and I think a lot of kids are missing that. A lot of kids don't have that. They don't have that sense of affirmation at home because their moms or dads, one or the other. Are, or both, like I said, are are absent, uh, and they they just haven't been told that there is a plan for their life. Yep. And when you're living in a life where you're wondering where your next meal is going to come from, if when you're in survival mode, and some of these these parents are doing the best they can, but they are in survival mode, mm -hmm. and when you're living in that way, you're not dreaming about five years from now, ten years from now, eternity. You're you're thinking about how do I survive the next. Day, the yeah, next hour. That's right. How am I going to make it for tomorrow? Amanda Livermore, Joe Morris, both representing Crystal Ray, a school that is coming to Orlando. We'll talk more with them in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. 
Back again here in Studio A at the Shepherd Studios with Amanda Livermore and Joe Morris. Amanda, is uh, tell us about what your role is going to be in this new school. Sure. Right now, I am the Feasibility Study Director, and that means over the last year, we have been making sure that Orlando is the right market for Cristo Rey. That includes, are there families who would want to attend the school? Are there corporate partners that would want to support the school through jobs? Are there community partners that would want to engage and share resources? Can we find a location that makes sense? Um, all of those things, all of those pieces. So uh, we've been working on that over the last year and, and seen some incredible support. And we are in the midst of now our founding president search and we'll be building out our staff. So I absolutely hope to remain connected with the Cristo Ray mission in Orlando mm-hmm. moving forward. All right. Is there a place yet? Do you have location yet? We do. We have purchased a building uh, on in the Oak Ridge area of Orlando, um, and it's actually kind of um, providentially inspired. It was a interior design school many years ago, and so it's already a lot of classrooms, a lot of offices, really was made for us, but was made for us about 40 years ago. And, um, and so it fits our needs incredibly well. Um, and also is in a great part of Orlando where there are a lot of families who will benefit from uh, Cristo Rey and this model of education, but central enough that we can also help with transportation to bring students from other areas of Orlando Mm -hmm. to the school. Now, what I know from talking with you earlier, this is coming in 2025. Yes. That would be the fall of that year, right? And it will open with one class, and that will be the freshman class. I think the model of growing your school and adding classes as you go along is a wise way to go. Obviously, you're you're starting off at the lower level of, uh, let's say, financial responsibilities to pay students or to pay the teachers for the students, etc. But uh, then you're able to grow the base and the involvement as well. And uh, so there's a lot of time between now and then. So you've got two years plus. And what do you see happening, Amanda, in these next two years? One of the key components for the Cristo Ray model is that students go to school four days a week and they're engaged in the classroom learning, but they also go to work at a corporate office one day a week. And so over the next two years, we are building those corporate relationships, finding companies who want to hire our students. And we already have a significant number who have committed with us. I would think you would. (laughs) We do. And then developing those job descriptions. What are the students going to be doing there? What does that look like? Um, Then also recruitment, getting into the community and talking to families and sharing the mission of Cristo Ray, meeting the students who will be our future students, our freshman class, our current sixth graders this year. So who are they and what are they looking for in a school? And Um, talking to their families because it's a commitment. You know, the students are with us extended days. They are sacrificing other things to be, you know, a part of the Cristo Ray model. It's hard work that the students are committing to. Their their parent or guardian is committing to potentially, you know, losing a child care, you know, if if their high schooler is helping with, you know, watching younger siblings after school, that sort of thing. They're so engaged in the Cristo Ray process that there's some family sacrifices that are happening as well. Um, so although the family is not really making a financial contribution towards tuition, the students are earning that through their work, um, they are making a commitment to the the time and the work that goes into a Cristo Rey education. Now, the, the thing that you just mentioned, this one day a week, uh, I, that means that from an educational standpoint, you're doing all the, the week's worth in four days. So there is a, a lot of work that's probably added a little bit of the nightly workload and, and all. But then you're adding to that what I know that every business, I would think in Orlando and every business in Gainesville and Ocala, wherever you know all of our radio station listeners are, they would understand this whole thing of a shortage of workers mm-hmm. and hiring problems. I mean, Joe, you've probably run into that yourself with your business contacts around uh, this is different, isn't it? To have one day a week that that student is going to be learning, not just the three R's, but uh, the, the the work, <laughs> the whole process of working hard with our hands and with our lives and with our minds. That's got to be different. 
Exactly. And that's what makes this such an exciting, unique opportunity for these students is to be, um, one, getting obviously a great Christian education, but to be able to be in a professional environment where they get to dress in business attire, um, they may have a role of doing customer service um, on a call center, uh, being able to learn about how a business actually operates, mm-hmm. and um, developing what many students wouldn't receive even during college or till their first job. These students are getting them as a freshman, sophomore, in these years that really can shape their identity of what they feel called to do. And what's absolutely extraordinary is the stories coming out of Cristo Rey from the other cities. Um, going back now, we have data going back 20 years. And so there's interviews with these students that I've seen um, who were in Chicago, um, never would have had a future um, like the one they now have. That experience permitted them to go to an incredible college, then get hired by amazing firms, Ernst & Young, for example, Accenture, where I actually started my career, the world's largest management consulting firm. Um, those employers are looking for those types of students. Yeah, right. And uh, and those, those students are far more evolved and advanced in, in understanding really um, how the world operates and to be able to understand that they've got real skills and proficiencies to be able to bring to an employer. Um, and so those students... Um, we have data showing um, have gone to the top, some of the most prestigious schools, the best employers, and now those companies they're a part of are sponsoring students to have jobs at Cristo Ray today. And that's just what is um, a proven formula that's transforming lives. And it's really exciting too for the businesses to see how they're able to affect lives. And um, most businesses today um, thanks to the millennials that are really pointing out how are we making an improvement in this world, which I think is just a great contribution by the millennials asking those questions. How can my business, our employer, um, make a positive impact in this, in this world? Uh, this is a great institution that provides that solution that these businesses are looking for. Why do you think, from an educational standpoint, why do you think that this concept of teaching kids to be involved in work why is that almost foreign to so many today? Because there are a lot of kids that just won't. I mean, I've talked to owners of uh, restaurants and other businesses. Uh, they, they just can't hire anybody. And, and you find out when you talk to some of the young people, they don't want to work. Why is that? Well, um, I think that the view for so many students, unfortunately, is a very limited exposure they have in their lives. And so um, being able to have students' eyes opened up to possibilities of a career in business, in medicine, in law, accounting, those aren't on the radar. Uh, There's not a parent or community around those students um, describing or showing them that these career paths even exist and they're a possibility for the students. So I I think it begins, one, with helping the students understand Um, that those are opportunities within their reach. Now, the employers, um, there's roles that Amanda can really speak to that have been probably not um, on the top of mind of a business to say, we could have a high school student provide um, this, fill this role and be a significant contributor to our business, um, which is, I would say it's even more beneficial to the business than it is the student and the leaders of that business helping mentor uh, and, 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 and provide a little bit of mentorship to those students in their lives is where it's an extraordinary reward. But Amanda, you probably described some of the um, examples of roles, uh, positions that these students have filled that have been um, great for the businesses, obviously for the students. Um, and that's where the match gets made is being able to pair that, just open up you know, almost like when you're in a university and you go to the career center and you're understanding, hey, based on, you know, my unique gifts, what exists out there and opening their eyes to it, but then having the match made when these employers are able to really be there to receive them and help them experience. Yeah, I um, wonder if that step is happening at all 
in the earlier years of kids' development in public schools? And I, I'm thinking no. I don't think the teachers are are, are aware, and, and this is not a slam on teachers. I've got a lot of friends who are teachers in public schools, but the system itself, I believe, separated itself somewhat from that kind of a career uh, understanding. I mean, there, you know, I grew up in a day where working was something you, you look forward to doing. You look forward to being able to do. And this day and age, it doesn't seem to be as prevalent. It's not prevalent. And unfortunately, the schools have their own challenges, um, just almost existential issues of the basics and having a positive school environment. Um, so I think they've maybe, um, it's it's digressed and has not obviously mm-hmm. advanced the way that we may have hoped. Um, I would say that um, even at the university level, it's an opportunity that some of the leading, un- I'm on the Dean's Advisory Council for the University of Florida, and University of Florida has made extraordinary advancements, but it's only been the last few years of really taking freshmen and helping them understand what are the potential career paths. And University of Florida now has mentorship programs. They have um, assistance, financial or tuition assistance mm-hmm. programs to get s- students into a track that gives them an internship as well as research projects in the U.S. or study abroad. So opening a student as a freshman's eyes and minds to the possibilities of what a career track would be, but really preparing those students as a freshman at university in mentoring, in internships, in work experiences has to start there because they found, even at the University of Florida only a few years ago, those students aren't asking those questions and seeing until they're graduating Mm -hmm. as a senior. And it's like, that's a little too late. We need to get back to that freshman, provide them with that path. And that's now happening even earlier through Krista Ray for those freshmen in a high school. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to put them on why the data shows that these are really advanced students who are coming from Christo Ray. And they're really getting exposure to what most students, some of the best students, wouldn't get until 10 years later. It's a four-year ramp up for a college student if they've got this kind of experience already under their belt. Started when they were a freshman working in the work uh, workforce and getting the experience, that makes a big difference. Did you get a chance to go to some of these other cities? I'm sure you did. And what was that experience like for you, Amanda? It's interesting because for the students, their favorite day of the week is their work day. Isn't that something? They love going to work. And the work then informs what's happening in the classroom. All of a sudden, math means something different when you're seeing it at work in the architecture firm that you're working in. Now, all of a sudden, you're not sitting there wondering, when am I ever going to need this? You're mm-hmm. seeing when yeah. you're going to need it. You're seeing it at work. The, the students are talking over lunch about their work experiences um, instead of about what they saw on social media. You know, So they're sharing their triumphs and their um, successes in the, in the workplace. And now they're learning about not only the industry they're working in, they're also learning about the industries that their peers are working in and having conversations about that. And as, as Joe mentioned, you know, these freshmen come in, we spend two weeks with them over the summer before school even starts doing gift assessments, you know, talking to them about who they are, about what work is, helping find a good fit for a match with a corporate partner mm-hmm. that says, okay, Mike, you might be, you know, you might be good for radio. Let's see if we mm-hmm. can find a good, you know, a radio station that would be interested in employing you or media in some way. And then the students are exposed to that and they're going, oh, I can do this. That's really an interesting thing. What happened along the way? Why is this, to so many ears, like a novel thing? Why is that? Originally, for Father Foley, it was created to pay the bills. And as the Lord does, he, he makes good things so much better. Um, but for, you know, for students who aren't able to pay tuition, uh, but need to go to a tuition-based school, Father Foley said, well, how do we make a financial model that works? We can't fundraise our operating expenses every year. And he was advised these kids have to go to work. And so originally it was just to pay the bills. And within that first year, they realized this is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And this has ended up being um, really a critical piece of the Cristo Ray model. And so from the late 90s, this has been an instrumental part of the education and uh, it's really a transformative change to education to say, starting at 14 years old, you can be in the workplace, you can be learning in the classroom, and those two things can come together to, to paint a 
path of success forward for you. That sounds exciting. Now, you mentioned, Amanda, you've spent some time kind of talking to businesses, finding out where you could get support from, let's say, potential employers for these kids that are earning their way. Uh, What is the kind of responses that you're getting Businesses have been, you know, for the most part, incredibly open and receptive to this. They have acknowledged the challenges in finding Mm -hmm. employees. So they see this as a great pathway. They also, I have been so inspired, and and Joe and I've talked a lot about this, the Orlando community in general really cares about the Orlando community. And so, so many businesses have said, we've been looking for a way to give back and not just by writing a check. We want to really be engaged. And this is a way for them to walk alongside students, to mentor them, to to not just make a donation, but in addition to that, to be a part of these kids' lives and to be a part of helping them develop, to walk with them forward. Uh, Our first gift for the Orlando Cristo Ray actually came from a family who... um, owns Barbasol shaving cream company. Uh, Oh my goodness. I use that. uh, You do. There you go. There you go. Um, And they said, you know, the students that have been working at Barbasol have changed our company and they bought a second home here in Orlando. And they said, we can't believe that there's not a Cristo Ray in Orlando. Orlando's perfect for this. So it wasn't just about Barbasol giving back to these students. He also acknowledged that the students really gave back to Barbasol because then his employees, their employees were saying, oh my gosh, we value our work differently now that we're standing side by side with somebody who is valuing this work in a new, in a new way. They're grateful mm-hmm. to be showing up for work every day. We're learning about their lives and their experiences, which are so different maybe from my own experiences. Now I'm recognizing, you know, a, a broader scope of the Orlando community. And as I said at the beginning, you know, um, each of those students paints a different picture of of who God is, and so it's a glimpse into um, into another part of reality. Before our break, I'd like to know uh, if you could give us a one minute answer, Amanda. What is uh, the general response of parents who hear this idea? What have, What have you found? We have found such enthusiasm, even tears, from parents who thought that a private college preparatory faith-based education was out of their reach mm-hmm. because of the the tuition expectations. So to know that there's a model for them that makes this option available, um, some families have been incredibly um, moved and grateful. Mm, wonderful. Amanda Livermore, Joe Morse, both representing Crystal Ray, the school that is coming to Orlando uh, in 2025. We'll be back with them for one more segment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Here we are already, segment three. My guest, Amanda Livermore from uh, the Cristo Ray Orlando School. Amanda, give us the website. www.cristorayorlando.org cristorayorlando.org We covered why the, the name Cristo Ray means Christ the King, Latin phrase for that. And this organization is... Uh, a predominantly coming out of the streams of the Catholic Church. And so that is part of the education. We've made it very clear, though, it is open to all students of faith and uh, of faiths. And you don't have to be Catholic, in other words, to come to Crystal Ray. And that is the experience of the former schools or the, the uh, let's say, the schools already in operation uh, that um, they have students from, from all streams, right? That's right. About 40% of our students nationally are uh, non-Catholic practicing Christians. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you have this sense of uh, a a religious background here that your kids are getting schooled in that is safe for them. It is not uh, something that they're going to be, let's say, taught some of these unbelievable things that kids are being taught today 
Uh, there's not going to be the kind of influence that they're going to get in a lot of other type of schools. And so that's all very positive for families. It's incredibly helpful to the students, but the parents are also thankful for it, as you mentioned. And now there comes this thing like every school has to operate. Every school has to pay its bills. And it's not going to be just on the beautiful walls of their their buildings that's going to make it all happen. How does it happen, Joe? Well, that's what makes this most special is that um, the work opportunities, the positions that are offered to these students obviously come from companies that have um, share the value of providing this education to these students. But the businesses um, have a one position with a budget amount for that position, right? That's the full-time position with a salary amount. Mm-hmm. What they do is commit to hiring one position, and that actually funds four students' tuition, so it's free for the family. So uh-huh. if I'm a business owner and I realize I want I have one position, I can provide a student to be in our call center or to be working with my IT area on data and analytics, reporting, um, developing wonderful skills, I'm going to fund that position for X dollars. But I know that there's going to be one student that's coming once a week and then four more students that week that basically fill their role, fill the position, and their tuition is completely paid for. So it's an incredible formula. It's a wonderful economic model for the businesses to basically be able to provide you know, a education to all four students. And um, given there's five work days in a week... Um, where you're following me, there are students that have to come in at least um, twice per month. Mm-hmm. So they rotate. So okay. one day a week, the student's going to work and they'll work a second day in that month okay. to be able to um, keep that position obviously filled. So the, from the business standpoint, they're getting someone from the school every day of the week then. That's right. And that's why, but it's a different person uh, in that position and these, it's being proven that this works. And so it's not, that business is not just helping the one, it's helping all of these that are there every day of the week. That's right. For additional, four, three more kids, minimally at least then. So that's a, that's a different concept. I don't think I've ever heard that concept from an educational uh, opportunity standpoint before. So this is working. It's worked not only in Chicago, give us some of the other cities. Well, really all over the country. I mean, from uh, Seattle is about to open in a year in 2024. Um, In Florida, we have Tampa and Miami as well. Already Um, in operation. Already in operation. Uh, Boston, New York, um, Texas, California. I mean, all over the country. And uh, in Florida, it's unique because we have the school choice dollars available to us as well. And and, um, what that means to, you know, um, piggyback off what Joe shared with us is that our students receive uh, a a full-time equivalent salary of $40,000. That's divided up among four students. So that's $10,000 per student. Well, our cost per pupil, when we consider the full wraparound approach that we're able to offer at Cristo Rey, which includes small class sizes, licensed mental health counseling, um, not only a registered nurse, but a nurse practitioner who's able to offer additional health care for students and families, et cetera, that's a, you know a cost per pupil of about eight um, eighteen thousand nineteen thousand a year. When you look at the dollars that the state of Florida makes available to uh, families for school choice, that means that our operating budget is covered completely by the um, by the expenses paid through the company, the forty thousand dollars a year for four students, and the state dollars that each student will qualify for. That's an amazing plan. That's a business plan that would work, right? <laughs> Even it from- scales. And it's great for it's great for the businesses. Obviously, a very budgetable amount to have a high impact in the community on students' yeah. lives. So, would you feel that Cristo Ray uh, is on track right now for twenty twenty five? Is there a need for a strong push, or are you farther along than you expected to be? We are thrilled with how far along we are with the feasibility study. We have had incredible support from around the community with our our need to raise 2.5 million to Mm -hmm. qualify for a feasibility we uh, actually have had 
almost $8 million committed up to this point in pledges and donations. And that's simply for operating and for capital expenses. Mm-hmm. We have been blessed by the Oros family who purchased the building for us and is actually leasing that building to Cristo Rey for a dollar a year for our first seven years. That's not years. a bad deal either. Yes. That's great. <laughs> so if you want to pay for our lease. Uh, <laughs> Just a, it's a buck, friends. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but it's things like that where people are coming together. And, and I keep saying, Joe, and I, when we're talking about this, that, that the Lord wants this because the paths keep clearing. And so we are actually six months ahead of schedule on That's our feasibility wonderful. study. Yeah. And we're going to be presenting that that study to the network office, to the national office for approval to move into our launch phase six months in advance, July, mm. July 1st. CristoRayOrlando.org. That's our website. Again, 2025. Uh, you have on your website the the mission that that you see this. When uh, you get a phone call or you're sitting at a dinner with somebody and they just ask you, "Why should my kid?" And I know that this is going to involve some of the things we've already talked about. But they would say, "Why should my kid be a candidate for this?" How would you answer that? Cristo Ray is for students who um, want to have that college preparatory education, that career preparatory education, but all of that built on a foundation of faith. And our students are students who want to work hard, who want to work hard to get out of the cycle of poverty that they are in. Many of our students will be first generation college um, attendees in their families. These are kids who, who want this and who are willing to give that extra effort Mm -hmm. to not only do the the standard, uh, but to go above and beyond. And that's why we have so many universities that partner with us. We have 72 universities that have stepped in all around the country and said that they will pay the, a, a significant majority of the tuition and living expenses for our students. And they provide mentorship for our students through college so that it's not just acceptance into college, but it's also, um, wow, this, it's like a scholarship it's going like, forward because they know that Cristo Ray students will make the most of the opportunity uh, because they have spent four years making the most of the opportunity in their high school, not already. only academically, but in the business world too. That's right. That's, that's the uniqueness about this. You know, I would ask you, Joe, uh, what would be the answer you would give a business who would say, should I invest and be one of these uh, cooperating businesses? What would you answer? Well, the benefit, I think the biggest benefit is to the employees, the company. Um, It's the best impact to a corporate culture uh, to be able to um, take under your wing um, a very talented um, youth and be able to um, just provide, you know, support and, uh, and be there and let God then take control and you watch what happens. God's going to make um, blessings that are um, extraordinary for the employees to feel um, and in impacts that um, you can't experience any other way than just through the relationship mm-hmm. of employees, managers, executives interfacing with students. Um, and so that's priceless. I think it's a, obviously it's a very well-structured um, program and all the issues you can imagine of getting even a student to engage with businesses logistically, uh, curriculum, et cetera. Krista Ray has proven, and they have a great history of basically providing uh, the turnkey solution. So it's very easy for an employer to be able to say, we want to, we want to basically sponsor a student, hire a student, but you're really getting, based on the economics, for lives that you get to affect. And, uh, and that's priceless. And I think it's, it, it's going to be um, wonderful to start to hear the stories uh, from businesses in, these com- in the community on the impacts to the lives um, that they're seeing. It's going to inspire many more businesses to step in saying, we want a Cristo Ray student or we want Cristo Ray students. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that um, what Amanda, the committee, um, has established in South Orlando we'll call it, is the first of what I think will become two Cristo Rays. Mm. I think that North Orlando equally has an opportunity for um, the same demand and the same supply. And so this is going to be, I think, a model that we're going to be talking about in hopefully a short while to be able to say, you know, Orlando is being is, is providing extraordinary talent to businesses um, in the metro area. Right. 
You know, when I think about the advantage, you were talking about the colleges, and I not even heard that aspect or learned that about it yet. But when you think about from a college standpoint, they would want to be investing because of like what you said. They're going to be getting kids that they are having represent now the university or the college, and they are going to be kids who are already proven achievers, not just academically, but in the business world, which is the real world that uh, so many people are there. And in a day, what is so exciting for me about all this, in a day where there is constant bad news uh, spoken about, uh, young people, a lack of work ethic, uh, hard to find employees, uh, you know, the whole supply chain loss. uh, And I went into a a real well-known restaurant recently, a fast food restaurant, and, and they were closed. Their dining room was not even open, only drive-through, because they had a scaled-back employed uh, crew that was there. They just didn't have enough to even open a dining room. So this kind of a mentality is going to make a difference, I would think. Absolutely. And, you know, Orlando is growing so rapidly, one of the largest, you know, fastest-growing cities in the country right now. And so there's such an opportunity for Uh, schools for new schools to be built. And then also, as you mentioned, these new models to say, okay, you know, how can we reach students in a new and unique way that helps to unpack who they are as children of God, and then also how they can impact their own community. It's a wonderful concept. Give us this uh, address one more time, Amanda, if you will. www.cristoreyorlando.org. And Cristo is C-R-I-S-T-O, Ray, R-E-Y. So CristoRayOrlando.org. All right. I appreciate that. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Joe Morse, who is working on uh, the committees behind this great organization, and Amanda Livermore, the feasibility director, studying out the whole region, making these contacts. Thank you for what you've done. And uh, we welcome both of you here to our studios today. And thanks for spending this hour with us. Thank you for having us, and, and we welcome anybody who wants to join us in this mission. We look forward to hearing from them. All right, and you can find out more at that website, crystalrayorlando.org. Until next time, thanks for joining us today on Afternoons with Mike. <music>